0: Hey guys, welcome back to a walk through God's word. I am Lucas and this week I've got a very special co-host joining me. Uh, my brother-in-law David, um, is uh, joining the show. So, uh, David, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself and, uh, then we'll get started.
1: I'm David. Lucas is my brother-in-law, and um, I'm just a disciple of Jesus who's trying to get into the Word, Yeah. and uh, this is just a cool way to get myself to really focus and go through a chapter, uh, break it down, and just kind of take the time to go ask yourself some of the questions as you go through that you might skip over when you're just reading. And so um, I'll go ahead and start. We're in Genesis chapter 2, starting in verse 1.
0: And let me uh, preface this. Um, We're going to do something a little bit different uh, going forward. So um, instead of just reading the whole chapter through... Um, all at once, we're going to read, and then we will kind of at times stop and discuss things um, as we want to. So, um, with that, I think we shall go ahead and get started.
1: All right. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1.
0: And you're reading from the King James Version.
1: That's right. let will be reading okay. out of the King James Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them." And then verse 2, "...and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made." Verse 3, "...and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had wrested from all his work which God created and made. Uh, do you have any, any comments about
0: Well, uh, as the listeners uh, might remember, uh, last week, I kind of had a hard time going through my notes in my Bible uh, for the first couple pages because of my uh, really bad pen that I was using. Um now I do know that um you know on the seventh day when God rested you know that's where um our the the holiest day of the week comes from is because that's the day that God rested on on the seventh day so the you know some people may not know that
1: I thought it was interesting too because if you think about it God doesn't require sleep or rest right yeah so when you think about okay what is it it telling telling us here like you know I, I felt like it really spoke to the the completeness of the work that you know he's finished he's not doing any more he's right re- you know yeah. he's rested from that work it's not because you know he's tired or something like that yeah but just because he just he's stopped yeah yeah and uh
0: yeah, he blessed it, the seventh day you know that was yeah he's not like you said he doesn't require rest or sleep or anything like that so that's that's just something that uh, that he felt uh, he needed to do on the seventh day
1: yeah blessed yeah blessing is interesting to say that the day is blessed it is to you know magnify or to increase it uh, above the other days. And yep. uh to sit, he also said it's sanctified, so it's you know set apart unto mm-hmm. God and
0: yeah, he made it holy.
1: I think that that that's a lot where we we kind of get um, the idea of taking it one day of the week to go to to celebrate God to kind of have or have
0: yeah. church
1: service right and set apart that day um, unto him.
0: yeah, exactly.
1: All right, I'll continue reading in verse four. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Verse five, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground, And verse six, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground.
0: So I want to take uh, just a second to talk about that particular verse. So um, verse six, you know, people overlook that verse. I think a lot of the times they don't realize that, you know, before pre Noah and the flood, we didn't have rain. You know, God, God had this mist, you know, and uh, that that's how he, you know, watered the garden. You know, we didn't have rain that they didn't know what that was. So I thought that that was kind of a kind of neat to, you know, point out.
1: Yeah. Another thing that goes along with that, that I, I noticed because of that, you know, folk looking, looking at that and I kind of wrote down something similar, how the pre-flood kind mm-hmm. of had a different, uh, Operation and how plant life was maintained. Yeah, but later on, we'll see where it talks about rivers. Mm -hmm. And did you ever think about how you how where does how does a river work when there's no rain?
0: Well, that's uh, you know I kind of I don't know because you know when when the flood happened, and we'll get into this uh, when we talk about Noah and the flood. But you know there was the waters of the great deep. Mm-hmm. and i think that that maybe those waters kind of fed into those rivers that's kind of what i i think you know we don't we didn't have rain so i think that that's kind of i mean really that's kind of where
1: yeah the water has to yeah, come it from it has to come from somewhere i don't know if the if the mist from inland would flow out and then back right. or, like, or like you said if there was just like springs from the deep that would feed these rivers but there had to be some sort of Cycle to them because it, then the water would have to feed back into that system, and right. so it's interesting to think about because we we operate under a a system where the water evaporates and then comes back to yeah. the ocean. But this, yeah. if you didn't have rain, uh, you I suppose maybe there still was some evaporation, but then how did the water you know get back? So it was just something to think about. It doesn't really explain explain all that, but my mind no. just started going different areas when I started thinking about rivers that. I hadn't even even considered that before, and yeah. I was just thinking how that might work. It's kind of an interesting
0: thought. Yeah, a lot of people overlook that part.
1: All right, continuing in verse seven, and the Lord God formed of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his not. Oh, I'm sorry. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul, and we probably stop there and talk about that because that is kind of a mm-hmm. um, an interesting thing. That there's um, no other, no other, no other piece of creation got that same, the no. same.
0: And treatment. you know, further into the chapter, we'll get into you know, but like you know god when he created the animals he just created them and when he created man you know this particular verse is real significant because yeah like you said it's talking about him forming us from the dust and he didn't do that for with the animals you know
1: that's true that he he doesn't doesn't say that he took something from the earth to, to create the animals although it does later when he's he says when he brings them to adam that he yeah. forms them from the dust so they right they were formed of the material and i think when he, you know says it's formed from the dust like it's formed from the same material that this world is made from
0: yeah they yeah. were
1: made of at you know he t- took atoms and he put them together and he formed yeah these creatures but then he took something else something you know in breath, like obviously God doesn't breathe. He didn't inhale oxygen because he mm-hmm. doesn't need. aki's lives outside of this this world. But when he exhales, well, you're exhaling something that's within you. Yeah. And so he took something from within himself and exhaled it into us. Yeah. And, and that that breath seemed to contain the ne- what was necessary to make something a living soul. Yeah,
0: that's that's uh, that's a great way to put it. It really is um, you know and like I said we'll get we'll get more into um, all the creatures and 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 how God breathed life into um, into those specific creatures you know when we get into the flood all there's a lot of that too um, that we will cover as far as some of the animals don't require the breath of life
1: well well the the man was the only one that got the breath of life but they were all made from the dust of the right Uh, Well, it says when he brings them to Adam to be named, that he forms them of the dust of the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And continuing with verse 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And verse 9. And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I'm sorry, there's no the there. It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil.
0: And Uh, I think that, um, you know, last week I mentioned that based off of the Word and what it says, and a lot of people don't realize this, but up to a certain point, nothing ate meat you know we all ate of the garden and, and the and the fruit from the trees even even the animals the animals had to coexist you know the god didn't have the lions chasing the zebras and and you know that that wasn't happening because because man had to coexist in a in a state where these animals didn't attack adam you know so uh God created them to, uh, basically live the same way as man. Um, and, uh, when, when the flood happens and we'll get into this, but when the flood happens after that is when God kind of allows the creatures to, uh, to eat on each other and also have that fear. And like I said, we'll get into that eventually, but a lot of people don't realize that you know, when God made these 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 the vegetation and the trees, um, he had it to where that's what we used that's what we ate from. We didn't eat meat at that particular point.
1: Yeah, so the the Garden of Eden diet, fruit, nuts, mm-hmm. and some some part of me just doubts that Adam went and Saw a leaf, uh, like a lettuce plant and thought, mm, that sounds good." So I don't, I don't know. Maybe he ate, you know, some greens, but yeah, um, I have my doubts, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know what? We here here too. We see the mention of the tree of life, yeah. um, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I don't think is really mentioned a whole lot after this point, but in the tree of for the tree of life it says it was in the midst of the garden but in revelations we see that it's today it's in the midst of heaven the and will one day return to the earth as it says the heaven you know descends to the earth in revelations and then sets up a kingdom yeah uh, everlasting kingdom and so um but wherever the center of god's creation for man is mm-hmm. that tree of life uh seems to exist and it was just ta- what was taken away because of man's sin but will be restored um I can go ahead and start continue go ahead and continue on um In verse 10, And the river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. One interesting thing that, that stood out to me here is that uh, it said that the plants were watered from the mist of the ground, but apparently the vegetation here was dense enough that it also needed rivers in order to fully yeah. water um mm-hmm the what was there that was planted and so that was another thing that stood out to me that the um while well the while well the mist was designed to kind of feed the whole earth but these rivers would it were able to create parts of portions of land that had even more supported more vegetation right uh even where um Where it says that um, that God placed man eastward of, uh, in Eden, an uh, in Eden in, in, in a garden that He had made. That the land of Eden seemed to be bigger than the garden, but in the eastward part of it, we have this garden with these four rivers, mm-hmm. um, which supported a, a a place that seemed to be designed specifically to be fit for for man. Yeah. All right, and continuing verse 11, the name of the first is Pison, the first river that is. That, it, that is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. Verse 12, and the gold of that land is good. There is delium and onyx stone. And verse 13, and the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And verse 14. And the name of the third river is Hedekal. That is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. Uh, I apologize if I didn't say the names of those rivers quite perfectly, you know, the way they're they're, they're supposed to be pronounced. Um, I just made a, a... my best best guest on most of yeah. those.
0: We're not scholars. <laughs> yeah, but, and, I, and I guarantee if you
1: listen to, you know, three different Bible readings, some of the names are going to pre- be pronounced three different ways. Right. But yeah. i just doing my best. So I'm sorry if, if that, any of those were incorrect according to anybody's <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> um, verse 15, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it uh here I, in in verse 15 i i thought it was interesting just that he he gave man this task to dress and to keep the garden i was just trying to imagine in my head what what exactly that commission fully embodied like i tried to imagine okay if, if somebody gave me like a, a house or some object and said i want you to dress it and keep it mm-hmm. you know I think a house maybe is the easiest thing to, to imagine that, you know, to dress a house, you might think, okay, we'll put up the lamp, the curtains, we'll put up in furniture, we'll, you know, do the stuff and, you know, over time it's going to need some maintenance. So you're going to keep yeah. it, you're going to dust it, you're going to vacuum it, you're going to sweep it, you're going to fix things that, that might break.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but what we have man put into, you know, what was essentially a, a perfect world, but um but god's you know kind of telling the man you know take the garden and you know make it the place you i don't know you to some degree you know dress it to make it even more appropriate i guess for yourself or or the way that you want it and yeah. and to kind of maintain it um so i don't know you know if adam was you know pruning branches or anything you know to keep keep things from overgrowing. I don't know what, 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 what to keep it exactly means in this context. Um, it just taking, taking the time to, to just think about those things a little bit can be kind of interesting as you just think through it.
0: Well, it's about that point that that's when God basically made us into farmers, you know, he put us in charge of, you know, keeping these, these plants and kind of Dressing up this this garden that he put together, you know. Yeah, it wasn't until modern times that we really had the convenience of not growing our own mm-hmm.
1: yeah. uh, food of some sort. Yeah, um, because we have a, enough food that is grown by the farming industry that we mm-hmm. can do other things. Um, and maybe part of to keep it, maybe would have been to keep Satan out of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you'll keep it to protect it, and that meant that maybe Adam kind of failed. A little bit there, and, and that that might have been part of what led to um, what happens. Uh, it we'll see, but in probably next episode. Um, but it just uh, is one of those things. I just had to stop and think about like what is what is God really telling him to do?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to. It's a good way to put it. All right,
1: verse sixteen. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And uh, here we kind of see. That God instructs man about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that, um, that he would die.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I remember reading a kind of a word study on the word "death," and that um, what it what it really means is is separation. And so and you can imagine if somebody dies, they're. Even, even a person is an eternal being, you know, they'll t- spend eternity somewhere in, in heaven or in hell or, you know, before Jesus came, they were in Abraham's bosom
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they you know, that, but when somebody dies, they, they are, they are separated. Their, their existence is separated from you. And, you know, I think man's sin, you know, or, you know, that man was immediately kind of separated from God. As soon as he, as soon as he sinned, not because God necessarily wanted to be separate because of that, but because, you know, God's presence in, in the, in the face of a sinful person, I think just would have just probably destroyed that person. So in order mm-hmm. to protect the person, he had to pull himself away because his, his nature would have, you know, nothing, nothing un unholy or unrighteous can 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 survive the presence of God.
0: Yeah, and, you know, when God's giving Adam this warning, saying, you know, if you eat of this tree, you will surely die, do you think up to that point that maybe, you know, originally God made man to basically live forever without, you know, without death being a thing me you know he he told him you know if you eat of this tree you'll surely die which i kind of i kind of you know think of it as like you know when when adam you know ate of the tree as we'll see in the next chapter um you know god basically puts a limit on on adam's life or adam and eve's life at this point at that at that point whenever he he ate of the tree but before that you know i feel like god kind of designed man to not not die you know live forever you know um i think after that point after the fall you know man had a number of days you know they didn't they didn't live forever you know?
1: Yeah, it definitely seems to be the connotation here that man would have just lived on forever if there was no.
0: But God knew that they were gonna, you know, sin. He knew that before they even created them, he knew that Adam was and, and Eve were gonna eat of the tree. You know, it really kind of messes with your mind when you think of it that way.
1: Yeah, part of it too is it you can imagine that if if someone it's it's incapable for someone impossible for someone to love you if they don't have the choice to not love you Um, yeah and really the, the opposite of love really is to love yourself like the and so to, to, to make a decision based on your own well-being over somebody else versus making a decision based on their well-being. And, you know, you can't put God first unless there's a possibility that you could put yourself first. Right. And so without, without that option, you can't have love. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just a robot because... You, you, yeah. can't, you can't choose anything else. You know, I could program my computer to tell me it loves me, but it it doesn't really mean anything because I made it do that. It doesn't have another option. But right. when something has an option to choose, then it's it's truly capable of, of actual love, you know, and, and God wanted a, I believe God wanted a family, and, you know, yeah. and a family doesn't, it doesn't really exist right. without, without love. And so we kind of see that he... It was. It's kind of a necessity, and even though God knew what was going to happen, it was still. He still continued with creation, knowing what the result was going to be. Yeah, uh, which means that you know the result, the end result, at the end of everything is you know is going to be good because. God looked to the end, and he said, "He decided, right. it, you know, that it, yeah, that this was this was what he was going to do." And so, um, we definitely have have a hope in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Continuing for verse eighteen, and the Lord God said. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And verse 10, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof, and verse twenty, and Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. Uh, it's interesting here that um, that God even brought you know like brought all these uh, all these things before. Before Adam to see if if there was one that would be sufficient, right? Um, it's also the first time we, that that we see, I think, in Genesis of something that was not good.
0: That yeah, not not good. Would agree. That man
1: should be alone. Yeah. Um, I I have to think though that even though none of the animals quite made it, I think that the if there was a list of honorable mentions, that dogs were probably on there. what about cats (laughs) well I think they were at the bottom
0: (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) let's
1: see continuing on and verse 21 and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof verse 22 and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man verse 23 and Adam said this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man Uh, and my thought through this process my my thinking here is that, that Adam needed somebody who could stand on equal ground with himself right in order to like um because there's there's there, there's two components to especially in like a marriage relationship of working together there's there's one where that you both have a you have a common goal but there's also another where that you kind of keep yourself keep each other in line mm-hmm. and so if if he were to have you know you think about like like a like a an, like an animal or something like that as his help there really wouldn't be anything to keep him in line because no animal could stand against you know stand up to him and say no no this or that you know right um yeah. and so you uh she, he really needed someone who was still on equal ground and also for you know from the perspective of, of fellowship obviously right somebody, companionship you know. companionship you know. you is you want somebody yeah. who is um on equal equal footing with your with yourself you don't yeah. to to really get that that full um fellowship um says in verse 24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And verse 25, this is the last verse, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed.
0: Yeah, I mean, up to this point, you know, this was pre-fall, and, you know, Adam and Eve walked around the the garden, and you know they were not ashamed of the, of them being nude. You know, of course, there wasn't any other people, <laughs> so I mean they they didn't have they didn't have to worry about you know being ashamed. And uh, but of course, after the fall, you know, then they decide at that point they're like, okay, well, our eyes are open. You know, we can see that we're that were naked so that's when they decide that they want to uh you know make clothing and and cover up at that point but this is all before that whenever they were unashamed about that there's i thought
1: about that a little bit i thought there's almost a childlike quality in that right yeah because uh, you notice like a like a three-year-old or you know really anyone like even like sometimes a four or five year you know there's eventually they, they walk they,
0: around they don't yeah, care they
1: just strip their clothes off and run around it's not until mm-hmm. you yeah you kind of teach them and, that that's and, and, not and it's, it's not even you teaching them it's just that you just kind of develop that um yeah. It's is just it's, it's a it's a shame of nakedness that you kind of develop as you age where you don't want other people to see you right. naked and so you feel
0: uh Well you get that self-conscious, self-conscious mind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so I guess they they had they really had no no sense of self-consciousness. Right. They didn't. Um, that's a good way to put it. Um, I also thought um, it's interesting that um, the first woman was taken out of the man. Yeah, every other man and has been taken out of a woman.
0: Hey, I've never thought about it that way, <laughs> but that's uh, that's that's true, and that's a that's a really good way to look at that. Um, yeah, that's 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 mind blowing when you think about it that way. The woman came from man, but then you know. Um, Going forward, you know, once God blessed man and woman, saying, Be fruitful and multiply at, the, uh, multiply, at that point, you know, man came from woman, you know, and I think that, you know, God knew at that point, whenever he made woman, that that's what was going to happen, you know. Yeah. I
1: also like where it talks about, you know, the man and wife shall become one one flash i think there, there's almost a, a dual meaning you can you can have there obviously when the man and wife come together they yeah. they kind of you know become almost one thing right at the same time you know when you look at your children you can see you can look at them and you say oh they look just like their mother you mm-hmm. look at them and say and then they stand next to their father and you're like oh they they look just like their father and you can see both in the one in the uh, in the one flesh you have both of the parents right and that that's also an interesting aspect aspect of it as well mm-hmm. kind of a, you know sometimes in the Bible there's something where you can almost extract two different meanings um, from something yeah um, yeah where that it you know here it's probably you know literally maybe talking about the man and the wife coming together but also out of that relationship, you get one
0: flesh that contains yeah. both of them. I think it would have been neat to kind of see how Adam reacted, you know, during this. Whenever when when God, you know, formed woman um, from the rib that He pulled from Adam, I think it would have been neat to kind of see Adam's reaction to this other being here that wasn't there. Whenever God caused him to, you know, go to sleep. So, I don't know. I think it would have been neat to kind of see that. And yeah. one of these days in heaven, you know, we'll be we'll have a chance to talk to Adam and actually get his side of the story.
1: Yeah, I feel like there, there's a lot in there that um, it doesn't talk about, you know, because you can only, you only, it really has the, ten, the Bible tends to keep the most important aspects at the forefront. Right. Um, and the, as far as the you know, leading to Jesus really. And so there's a lot of other stuff that it just doesn't really talk about. Cause you don't know like, okay, well, what was Adam like? Was right. he, when, when, when he was created, um, what was the, I mean, did he, what, what all did he know that, you know, do you think about like, did he know how things worked? Did he know how stuff was put together? You know what I mean? Like, like, did he have to discover those things? It is, it also doesn't even say how long they lived in the garden before the fall. Like, right. Uh, Although it does say how old he was when he died, and so... It kind of gives you... uh, It it does kind of give you a little bit of... A a little
0: bit. You know, there is a space between... A span of time between, you know, chapter 2 and chapter 3 when the fall happens. We don't even look at that. You know, we think chapter 2 and immediately chapter 3 when the fall happens. um, We don't even see that span of time there. But yeah, you're right. There is a span of time that we... Don't know. We don't know how long it was. I mean, he
1: must have been born with some sort of language, because they yeah. they communicate. They communicated. Him and the wife could speak to each other and speak
0: to the animals. Speak, they could. Um,
1: yeah, well, speaking to a to a to a snake didn't you know? Um, yeah. So and some of that may be um, it. You know, whether it's literal or. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, because, you know, not. that can it, that can come out as, like, you know, Satan came like, you know, a serpent, you know, real slithery, you know, and... and it's very subtle. It's very subtle. And we'll get into that in Chapter 3. Um, but, but, yeah, it would definitely would be
1: um, strange, you know, to walk mm-hmm. up to the walk up to the cow and, and say oh hey Bessie you know how are you doing today, how are you doing today? And I, just, I don't know and I don't know if they even communicated in the same way because it yeah. says their languages were confused at Babel so mm-hmm. before that time you know there was a universal language there was and a so universal language where people born with some ability to communicate you know that was different than what we, what we do today our language that
0: uh, that we know was, was of today eight,
1: you know yeah and so there's uh because so many things you know at different different points things things changed you know at the tower of Babel, the language changed mm-hmm. at the flood a lot of things changed mm-hmm. That it's, yep. it's hard to fully uh fully grasp exactly yeah. what things were like yeah for us
0: yep But that pretty much covers chapter 2 of Genesis, and uh, I want to take this opportunity uh, to thank our listeners. Um, I know we've got several from across the United States, Um, so um, thank you for tuning in. I know you have plenty of other podcasts to listen to. I hope you uh, are enjoying this content. you know, and we'll we'll keep putting it out there as long as we can. But um, but yeah, so next next week we'll cover Genesis chapter three, uh, where we talk about the fall of man and um, kind of get deeper into uh, the reason why that even happened. So uh, with that, I think we'll go ahead and sign off for this week, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.